Phil, that was Swami Tripurari, a very um, thoughtful, uh, introspective guy from the bhakti tradition. And I asked him about, you know, uh, bhakti being devotional and him being, you know, quite analytical, intellectually astute, I, I picked up on with him. But that's quite common. Uh, when I went to uh, uh, many se different sessions with uh, Ishkan, with uh, Hare Krishna folks, often they're monks who are real, you know, chanters and bhakti people. They were very bright and gave um, interesting, detailed lectures on uh, on, on Indian philosophy. So, uh, but, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, obviously a very serious seeker. Yeah, and um, I was surprised too later in life uh, to discover uh, how intellectually rigorous, you know, a lot of the Krishna devotees were. Some became uh, authors, some became uh, academics. And, uh, you know, it's, it's fascinating because, you know, in, back in the, in the 70s when we would see them, they just, you know, they just seem like uh, intoxicated, uh, yeah. you know, people chanting, and you you didn't know that uh, that other side of them. And also aggressively uh, selling their books oh. in in, in uh, Port Authority bus terminal in the airport. <laughs> and, and you know, I wonder if some of those guys went on to become incredible salesmen because <laughs> you know, rejection, nothing. You know, hey, look, this was their what. I, I think they don't do that anymore. No, uh, how hardly ever see them met, in the met are wonderful people. Yep. He's obviously uh, gone on and formed his own organization, so that's different. But um, one of the things I, I wanted to see what your thoughts are on this, uh, both of us have spent long hours in meditation at time, three, four, or five hours in the morning, afternoon, whatever. And uh, yeah, it was a long time ago, Dennis. Sometimes it seemed like... It was going by quickly. Sometimes it seemed like it was going by slowly back then. But the the uh, folks that do the beads and they're actually chanting mm -hmm. uh, the the Maha Mantra, which is quite beautiful. But the thought of doing it for four hours, I I, I, I think I, I mean it's difficult for me to comprehend that because we closed our eyes and we went deep inward. Maybe they did it, but if they're chanting. The mind still has to be somewhat active. Uh, it's it's very difficult for me to understand how somebody could comfortably do that on a regular basis. But maybe I'm missing the whole point. Well, I would find it fascinating to dive into that a little bit with someone like uh, Swami Tripurari or with Graham Schweig, who we've had on, or with Radhanath uh, Swami, because my hunch is that in a long a session like that, when they're doing it alone, as opposed to, you know, the ecstatic group chanting that we're all familiar with, that is still done. I, as I, I said in the interview, I was just, I brought my tour group. Uh, we were in Bangalore and we, we went one evening to the Krishna temple there. For one thing, uh, we saw an incredible, um, uh, presentation on their service projects. They feed hundreds right. of thousands or millions right. of, of poor kids, you know, lunch every Rod, day at Rod school. And Radhanath Swami does yeah. the same. But but Maybe. in addition, you know, then there was the evening uh, arati and um, everybody chanted and it was wonderful. It was ecstatic, you know, all the singing and dancing. But I suspect that when they do it, uh, a solitary practice it's different 
and and maybe a lot of it is more internal than we think it is or than what we imagine and maybe when it's internalized um it's not necessarily uh, you know that there's a variety of experiences that could uh, uh, I, I had one of the Hare Krishna monks once who was uh one of their speakers about it and uh he said it could be, you know, for him it was very blissful. Yeah. And I'm sure like meditation or anything, they have some days where it really goes well, other days where it's it's quite tedious mm-hmm. and not enjoyable. But they, it doesn't mean the value of what they're doing isn't coming. Right. Uh, but but I also, I'm, what I, I'm, I guess I don't know is is it audible or do they think it to themselves? That's a question. That's and, a question and, I have, and I think it's both. I think there it, are both yeah. forms. This this Hari Krishna monk, Ishkan monk that I spoke to said. It's a real science, and he said yeah. there's. I think they've written books uh, uh, that, that you know about the chanting and how it's done. And I also said in terms of the influence in the world, does it matter who's chanting or how they're chanting, mm-hmm. or if it's on a, a a disc or is it streaming or, or if it's actually done live? And he did make it clear that it depended upon who was doing the chanting and mm-hmm. uh, what was their state of consciousness. So mm-hmm. you know, um, anyway, but. Uh, 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 very interesting guy, very bright guy, and yep. uh, is is uh, it sounded like he was he had an organization, but it was very relatively small. He took students, but wasn't really out proselytizing. That's the way it seems. I mean, um, look, if if I've never heard of him uh, or the organization, after all the research I've done, it must right. be. Uh, quite private and quite small. And we only learned about him because uh, one of his uh, devotees reached out to us and said, mm-hmm. you should have Swami Triparari on your show. And so, you know, we did and we looked, we looked it up and we thought it'd be worthwhile. Uh, otherwise, I wouldn't have known about him. And he, he does have uh, what are probably very small ashrams in different places. He has also I, on his website, a number of books that look fascinating. Actually, I wish we'd had more time because uh, there's a couple I wanted to ask him about. Um, but um, it looks like uh, they're all published by Darshan Press, uh, which could be his own. I don't know. Uh, or or a small... Uh, back on, I think we could... Uh, also, Phil, uh, Radnath Swami... Did you say Radnath Swami was operating outside of... Ishkan, because I thought he was on the international board of Ishkan. I, I don't know, but, you know, he has his own organization. Uh, I don't know if they if he works uh, with Ishkan. I know he's on very friendly terms with Ishkan, but I don't know enough about, uh, you know, it could just be that he does his own thing, but he's, you know, in the uh, somehow in the embrace of Ishkan or, you know, I, I just don't know. But he, he certainly has an independent uh, following and um, uh, uh, devotees and, and right. seems to have a, a, you know, a lot of freedom to do things his own way. Um, and, you know, a lot of what you hear, what, what they, he, uh, Swami Tripurari was saying about his break from ISKCON, you hear that when you look into all the different uh, right traditions people there's always people going their independent way there's always a, a more orthodox uh branch that you know martin holds... luther the uh, yeah Reformation. that's right that's well, right look at all the branches of it of, of, in, of in, in Judaism, you have a matter of fact i think uh in the uh Lubavitch tradition uh, of judaism that that uh, hasidic group 
I think uh, after their teacher, the Rebbe passed, uh, they broke into two factions. So I think yeah, it's yeah. inevitable. It's inevitable. And, and over time, <laughs> it gets even more interesting. Right. I mean, what's going to be like 100 or 200 years from now in the... Uh, uh, the world of Krishna devotees. How many sects right, and right. cults or, and branches will there be? What you know? Will people who are students of uh, Swami uh, B. V. Triparari now, uh, fifty or hundred years from now, right. <laughs> what will they be doing and 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 right. saying? You know, who knows? That's that's just inevitable. Fascinating. But, yeah. Stuff. Another another <laughs> wonderful. Uh, interview um I, I really enjoyed this i mean these guys yeah. are incredibly insightful and look i mean uh, the the his daily schedule is very uh focused on knowledge i mean yeah and it's interesting to to you know we didn't go deeply into it because you know i didn't want to uh make it too much of a theological or intellectual discussion but what he was saying about vedanta and the uh, you know, the different schools of Vedanta and how that fits in with bhakti. I mean, these are interesting things mm -hmm. to discuss. And, you know, I would love to see him sit down with a, a, a hardcore Advaita Vedantist and have a theological debate. It would be fascinating. But, you know, he, he's got a lot of interesting books. One of the, the ones on top of the list on his webpage is called Aesthetic Vedanta, The Sacred Path of Passionate Love. And he's got his own, you know, take on the Gita. And there's a lot in here about uh, uh, Rasa. There's one called love, Rasa, the Love Relationships and Transcendence. We should get him back just to talk about right, that. Right. Hey, folks, with the, with, with, the, with enough resources and the time, Phil and I could really bring you some uh, even greater stuff. Yeah. But uh, so, uh, yes, help us. Right. Uh, well, and, yeah. yes, we need all the uh, help we can get, uh, not just um, in terms of feedback on our uh, interviews and, and suggestions of who to have on the show. But uh, we're going to need uh, financial help, too, right. to, to keep this going after a while. I know this may be, not be the best time to solicit that, given what's going on in the world. But, great, uh, great. Well, yeah, I'll keep our podcast afloat. And for those that are listening during the pandemic, which is going on right now, as you mentioned before, it's April 2nd, 2020. Um, you know, this is a good time uh, to go inward. Yeah. Uh, one is, uh, you know, be keeping oneself safe and others safe by, by staying in. And uh, uh, I think many good things could come out of this yeah. uh, seclusion yeah. or, or going inward. And I, many people are mentioning that. So mm -hmm. uh, very good time to do that. If you practice meditation, uh, make sure you do yep. it. You, you, don't have, you don't have the excuse that you don't have enough time. Right. There's plenty of that. I'm <laughs> okay. extremely busy doing nothing most, most of the day. So. All right, uh, man. All right. Onward and upward. Stay safe. Adios.